Sorry about that, Rob. Hey, all welcome to the Common Good Podcast. Kind of left you out uh, out to dry there for a second. If you're watching on the, uh, on the okay. live stream, I just just took the stole the limelight. <laughs> hey, everybody, welcome to the Common Good Podcast. Third of October, <clears throat> also a day when I lost my voice. Apparently, mm. there was a, a. I'm literally clearing my throat. <laughs> Yeah. Is, is this an allergy thing for you? Because I, I so. norm, normally, you know, I, I get seasonal allergies and I normally would wake up like September 1st and, mm. you know, just begin sneezing. Um, okay. Okay. This year, it uh, it happened on October 1st. Basically woke up at the beginning of the month sneezing bloody noses which is not a, a fun thing yeah so I, like maybe is it a seasonal allergy thing for you doug or you welcome to the common good podcast old men talking about their health issues <laughs> uh, remember when we were lions hey uh i don't know uh, no i feel like it's a cold i have, didn't feel well uh took a covid test last night but here's a question for you, Rob. I took a COVID yeah. test that said the expiration date was like September of 2022. Hmm. Do you think I should have trusted it? And I'd love to hear people's chats or comments in the chat if they think someone should should trust an expired, a year old expired COVID test. Yeah, I live with a I live with a person who uh, doesn't pay much attention to expiration dates, and that often mm, me makes me nervous. I feel like I, I feel like expiration dates generally are put too soon okay. simply before you know trying to it is a marketing ploy um uh okay. you know to get people to you know planned obsolescence and, and purchase more uh, right. I think on the other hand I don't know I would uh, COVID tests expire Oh, well, I, don't, I didn't know, um, I, but I did look at, well, what happened was, here's what happened. I opened the box on the COVID test and uh, there was a Vote Common Good sticker in there, like a round oh. Vote Common Good sticker. <laughs> and I thought, hey, that was, when we, that was when we were traveling around on buses during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. um, so that was what caused me to look at the expiration date. Uh, and, and, you know, there's always been enough false positives or negative non, you know, false negatives on those tests yeah. because they say, look, they can only be so good. It depends on how far up you stick the thing and all that. So I had some questions. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I really hope that for the next hour, if someone tolerates their way through the live stream and podcast, that they're not like, you know, the mirror neurons in my brain that create empathy. <laughs> where we mirror another person's experience. That's why we get the shivers when we, you know, see an accident or watch professional sports uh, cheer for other people's successes. Uh, the reason pornography works. Well, people aren't like, you know what? I'm just, I feel like I'm listening to a sick person say sick person things uh, this whole time. So yeah, I was, I was listen iffy about, about the, 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 you know, the efficacy. Yeah. Yeah, I know we're going to we're going to get into all the stories and you know probably have a little bit of fun with them as we as we normally do. Um I can we just take a moment to pause and just recognize the complete and utter chaos that we are living in the midst of. Fair um, 
I'm not sure there's ever been a moment in U.S. So, just setting up our tranquil moment. Uh, okay. Since we're, With we're crickets? Just gonna, we're just going to take a moment and be in the car. Uh, uh, crickets, uh, I think, has a different yeah. connotation. So uh, I'm not sure we've ever been in a moment that has included all of this stuff. All of it, yeah. The The president of the United States is the subject of an impeachment inquiry. The son of the president of the United States has uh, been charged with crimes. He's appearing in federal court today on an arraignment. The former president of the United States, who is running to be once again president of the United States, has been indicted four times, 91 charges. He has been calling for the execution of military leaders, and he is currently in court for fraud. The Speaker of the House has, in a nearly unprecedented move, had one of the members of his own party call for his office to be vacated because he brought forward a bill that would keep the government from shutting down. Senator from New Jersey has been indicted. Uh, The minority leader of the Senate has a medical condition that causes him to freeze mid-speech. Supreme Court Justice been scrutinized for failing to report gifts and trips. And he serves on a Supreme Court that is completely delegitimized itself, both in the way that multiple members of the Supreme Court were uh, selected and put on the court and its decisions that it's made. Doug, we are in a moment where every branch of the federal government is in crisis. It is, I mean, it's remarkable. Like, there is not a single place to, in the, you know, we we talk all about the, the, the brilliance of the American system of government. And I mean, there is not a place in our federal government right now where you can turn and go, Okay, they got it together. It's well, it's and, and I will add absolutely <clears throat> ridiculous. And, I, and I'd like to add, I, I have a cold. I mean, just in the in long, this moment, in it's a significant thing. The long bank, <laughs> the long of many things that people ought to be concerned about. Yes, uh, look, that is a that is a well put together articulation of uh, the situation we find ourselves in. It's just like it's. It's so easy. I mean, we're going to jump into these different stories. We're going to give our analysis and have some laughs. But I think it's just important to pull back for a second and just say, like, what is going on here? It is everywhere. Four non-blondes. What's going on? We're going to be singing out loud. Yeah, look, it's all it's all happening. Uh, tr- true, true is that. I I will say of the long list of things. Well, and a sitting senator 
has died and someone needs to be appointed. <laughs> Forget yes. that little, yes. that little yes. doozy, which may I, I or mean, may not have put the balance of control of the Senate into, yeah. into question. Or maybe yeah. it's still okay now because it's 50-50. No, it's 49. It's... But then you got the 50, independence and 54, you know, I don't know. I don't know how it works. Yeah, that's right. Because there's a number of Democrats that uh, the caucus of the Democrats that are not Democrats. Bernie Sanders to be being one of them, not a Democrat. So, you know, that's just sort of how it how, how it goes. Um, they got to hold they got to hold their own little caucus together with non-party members supporting the Democratic Party. Yeah, and we're going to get to all of that. Um Let's check in on the weather. Rob, how's the weather there? And <laughs> the weather's Springdale? beautiful. The weather's beautiful. It's At great. least that. Good. Okay, Mr. Yeah. Gloomy. Mr. <laughs> Sky is falling. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, remember that time we were in, I don't know, Pennsylvania or something? We were Wisconsin, maybe. We were running an event. We were waiting for a candidate to show up. It then got canceled, our event outside, because a hurricane or a tornado came through. Remember that? And we were yes. trying to decide if we were going to meet under that tree. And we're standing under the tree. And honestly, friends, a squirrel <laughs> fell out of the tree and hit the ground four feet from us and just laid there stunned. We got our cameras out and we're like, I think a squirrel just died or suicided out of that tree <laughs> under the ground. Then the little thing apparently just shook it off after, I don't know, a few minutes and popped up popped and up. took off running. Yeah. So I what. I only bring that up because when I've since then, when I've heard the phrase "the sky is falling," I'm like, "Well, if <laughs> it does fall, squirrel. it's going to be squirrels. There are squirrels yeah. falling, <laughs> squirrels falling from trees." Yeah. Uh, that's sort of a. I think that's a great uh, illustration of what what you've just described that the squirrels are falling from the skies. Um, yeah. Well, hey, look here. Here in Minnesota, it's been super hot. I see Kimberly is on, and apparently, Kimberly uh, Johnson is doing a, uh, a a two for one today. She watched apparently this morning the Red Hat blue hat talk from yesterday listen Kimberly, Casey, if you managed Casey your was... way through that hour and a half and then came back for more you Oof. are a super fan we should have a button where we give you five dollars uh, uh, on youtube doug i i do want to register this complaint that casey was not wearing a red hat yes it's true he's red hat in spirit he had a hat on that said impeach biden though <laughs> so, <laughs> That was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's yeah. so apparently he's chipped okay. into the old uh, fundraiser. Red hat and spirit. Yep. Yeah, yeah. If you're if you're wearing a hat that you probably spent fifty dollars on in order to make a, a donation to a political party, uh, if you don't know what we're talking about, friends, we do run a, a, a this live stream and podcast multiple times uh, during the week, and on, basically now it's turned into every other Monday. Have a conversation with a dear friend of mine and a Trump supporter, and we talk about. Uh, that and trying to understand each other and boy i got going on the libertarian thing yesterday and it's got my juices flowing i got a taste of the blood in the water like a shark um boy i'd love to talk about libertarians all day long uh but hey it's so hot in minneapolis back to my joke so hot in minneapolis how hot is it on how sunday hot is it, Doug? well on sunday two days ago they canceled the twin cities marathon there were twenty thousand wow. people preparing to run and at 5.30 in the morning, they canceled it because, because it was of heat. too hot. Wow. Just, just, let that, just let that settle in. All right. All right. Should we, should we jump right into the stories? I, I mean, we have so many. I think there's eight different stories that we just have screen captures for, and we're probably going to remember a variety of more. But why don't we start with uh, what's going on in the House, like you said, it, that old Matt Gates. <laughs> <laughs> the old guy who was criminally charged with uh, underage solicitation uh, 
has now decided that his moral compass needs to be brought to bear on uh, Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy. And he has put forth a, a vote that he negotiated to have at his beck and call back in January that any one member can call for the ouster of the, of the Speaker of the House, something that didn't used to be the option. You had to get a quorum or a bunch of people. They, they negotiated that. Kevin McCarthy gave it to him, and now Gates has used it. And they're not going to have enough Republicans to support Kevin McCarthy staying in his job. The only way he can do it is either if, if Democrats vote for him or if Democrats vote present or don't show up for the vote and it lowers the overall threshold and then uh, having five or seven or nine people is not going to be enough. What do you think about all this, Rob? I mean, as I mentioned earlier, the the thing that ultimately ticked off Matt Gates enough mm-hmm. to call for the vacating of the speaker uh, speaker's office is the fact that Kevin McCarthy brought a quote what they call a clean bill, um, yeah. a clean uh, continuing resolution, a CR, because because Congress has not passed a budget. That is why, because of their dereliction of duty, we have this political brinkmanship, this game of chicken with people's livelihoods. And uh, the government was going to shut down and uh, and Kevin McCarthy, I think, made the political calculation that he would be tagged with that. He would get the blame for that because every time the government shuts down. Yeah. Republicans try to blame it on the Democrats and every time they take the the L because it's their fault. And so Kevin McCarthy's yeah. like I like you know I don't want to do this. I like keep the government open. And and so he brought that bill. Uh it got Democrat support and uh and Matt Gates didn't like it. So he's like you know, I you did something I don't like, so yeah, uh, I'm gonna remove you from office now. So interesting. I don't I don't know if you found this interesting. I don't know if you've seen this, Doug. This motion to vacate is typically used as a threat. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very rarely ever like brought before the House of Representatives. Yeah, I think it's only happened one other time. When John Boehner was Speaker of the House, the the uh, well tanned, uh, yeah. cr- crying, uh, pot smoking, cigarette smoking, uh, drinker, former <laughs> former congressman from Ohio. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of things we could say about John wow. Boehner. Um, brought by, do you know who brought the motion to vacate? It, I didn't no. know this before all these reports. The, the only time in um, in the history of the United States Congress that a motion to vacate has actually been filed, uh, it was filed against John Boehner by Mark Meadows. Oh, wow. Who nice, became, nice little who became chief of staff to the most corrupt president we've ever had. Incredible. So, well, hey, and part of the reason I think that it's so... It has been so unusual is that the threshold 
has normally been much higher. When they yeah. went to this point that anyone can call for the vac vacating, that that they negotiated that in the terms to elect Kevin McCarthy well, this time. Yeah. So it's so a little it's, easier. It's a little easier to do it now. Is, but they set no, it up well, to be easier so they could do this. Yeah, well, it is historically, traditionally, it's been any member could do it. And then they changed that yes, they to, changed away from it. to be five members. And and what they did is they negotiated it back to what it had had always been. So, yep. you know. Yep, yep, yep. Look, it's a, it's a, and, and they, they normally don't have the margins that are so tight that they have right now. And this is what happened because Democrats in New York could not figure out how to run elections in 2022. Let's just be clear. The reason there's five seat majority for Republicans is because Democrats didn't take care of their business in California and New York states. They should have won races. They should have won. And they didn't those yeah. Congressional races really matter. We didn't have to be yep. living through all this. My own personal opinion is they should take Kevin McCarthy out. Yeah. Remove him because this guy, uh, say all you want, and well, who else are we going to get? Look, okay, then just get another one. And if that one's a problem, let Republicans remove that one or let the moderates remove that one. Just keep cycling through. But don't settle. Please, Democrats, don't settle for this. It, it would just be so sad if the way Kevin McCarthy, this guy who chose to stand on the floor of the House and say Donald Trump bears responsibility, and then because he can't figure out how to fundraise, goes right back down to Donald Trump, wraps himself around him, and reignites him, and then makes it a handshake deal with Joe Biden about the about the, the spending bills and goes back on it. Then makes a deal with Matt Gates and goes back on it. Just be done with this guy. And if Emmer or Scalise or someone else is also a problem, well, yep. let's go to the next one. Yep. I, I mean, th and, and these people talking about, well, we've done this before better than somebody yeah. else who would be even worse. It's, I mean, that, that, <laughs> oh, okay. Kevin McCarthy has been trying to be the speaker since he was running the Benghazi hearings against Clinton and made the mistake of saying out loud. And, you know, everybody thought Hillary Clinton was a shoe in until we started the Benghazi hearings. Like this guy has been a negative political operator the entire time. Who's not trusted. Just be done with Kevin McCarthy. Please. I mean, he, yeah, that, that would be, uh, just you need a fresh start. And, and look, the Democrats are not going to want to feel like they negotiate enough to keep Kevin McCarthy in. And the Republicans are going to not want Kevin McCarthy if they think the Democrats made that possible. The hard part here is Matt Gates gets a win. <laughs> Matt Gates. <laughs> Unbelievable. Okay. Okay. So here, okay. Uh, about four minutes ago, here's a statement from uh, House Minority Leader Hakeem Jeffries, who, yeah. by the way, just, wow. Um, here's a statement. Democrats are going to continue to push for people over politics mm -hmm. and to fight to make life better for everyday Americans. Mm -hmm. From the very beginning, that has been our objective. And it will continue to be our sole focus delivering for the American people. We encourage our Republican colleagues who claim to be more traditional to break from the extremists and the chaos and the dysfunction and the extremism. We are ready 
willing and able to work together with our Republican colleagues, but it's on them to join us to move the Congress and the country forward. I heard. What's he going to do? Speaker Jeffries say that with his overly gesturing out of rhythm hand movements this yeah. morning on morning uh, joe hey and by the way he does have a, a he... very a very odd hand gesture motions have you have you seen it have you noticed it, it, it no, uh they move as opposed in, to donald trump who just does this yeah they move in ways that don't seem to match the thing that he's saying <laughs> um but I, I was in washington dc a few weeks ago and i was just walking to kind of a side street from around the back of a mm -hmm. building to head over to another thing. And I saw a couple of really fancy black cars sitting out in front, SUVs sitting out in front of a little side door. And so as I got up to those, I looked over, here comes, uh, uh, future speaker, Jeffries, future speaker, Jeffries walking up. And the guy has a, a way of walking. That's kind of a strut. It was awesome. So I just stopped and said, hey, man, re really appreciate your work and all you're doing. He was very gracious, you know, nice old handshake. But he is smooth. When he talks to a camera, his hands move sort of funny. But, boy, the guy floats yeah. when he walks. Like, he needs to have, like, walking things. He's just a, he is just very, uh, very cool fella. So, look, what you, what, he, what you could read into his comments is, oh, hey, Republicans, pick a model. Not our circus, not our... <laughs> Not our yeah. circus, not our monkeys. <laughs> uh, yeah, I heard Swalwell say that. But you also could hear him saying this. You could read into it this. We're, we're ready to work with you. Let's pick somebody moderate. Let's pick somebody from the Problem Solvers, Solvers Caucus, and you will yeah. get all the Democrats you need. We'll help you on one of those people. We're not going to help you on a Scalise or an Emmer or a McCarthy or a Gates or a, one of those. But if you want our votes to get a speaker, it's gotta be somebody that we're more happy with. They could be in yeah. a very good position right now to not negotiate a um, terms, like here's bills yeah. we're gonna pass or something, because as if any speaker is gonna actually do that or, f or follow through on it. But they could say, we want somebody moderate. We want moderate by Republican standards, which still puts them way over on the edge. The, yeah. So that could be really interesting. Don't you think that what we could end up with in yes. a week is somebody else who's been a negotiated person and they get, you know, uh, 360 or 400 votes or whatever they, they need. And that, yeah. really, that really aces out the hardcore Republicans because the other Republicans come together and say, we're not tolerating this stuff from all of you anymore. And we're not, we're not going along with it. So it could be, yeah. it could be fascinating if, uh, if, if we got to something like that. Yeah. Hey, uh, okay. Back to the house. Let's stay in the house for a minute. Okay. Well, well can I, well, hold on before we, can I, can I, can I make a bold prediction? Oh yeah. Hang, hang uh, on a second. All right. Hot take. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I got a hot take. I got a bold, <laughs> I, you know, I'm, I like to be loud wrong here on the, uh, on the on the podcast so i'm gonna i'm gonna do it again um i think before the week is out we're going to learn a lot of stuff about matt gates that we didn't want to know you oh okay all right all right hot take they're gonna they are uh kevin mccarthy is going to uh madison cawthorn matt gates uh look it could be that 
I, I know your articulation, it, I, which is which is not inaccurate, but I don't think it's all fully accurate. The thing that bothered Matt Gates that got him to call for the vacating of this role of Kevin McCarthy is that Kevin McCarthy has pushed for an ethics investigation into Matt Gates. Hmm. That's what really has him opposed to to Kevin McCarthy. So yeah. you're right. So now if what if what Gates is doing is like, hey, I'm going to kind of save my reputation by pitting myself even more against these people, they might all see it coming. Listen, Madison Cawthorn made himself a stench in the nostrils of Republican Party leadership in the House. And the next thing we knew, there's videos and pictures of Madison Cawthorn in compromising positions. Um, and that, like, like I, it was, it was it just boom. It happened. It's going to happen with Matt Gates. Okay. Matt Gates, like with, before the week is out, oh. Matt Gates, Matt Gates will be, uh, we're going to be here. will be things. publicly humiliated. Yeah. All right. Uh, so hey, you want to, what, 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 because Yabitz is asking wow. about, yeah. Uh, the, the the statements from from General Kelly. We're going to get to that because yeah, but I know last week you were bothered that we didn't raise the issue of the shutdown, and part of the reason we didn't is that we forgot uh, to put it up and ran out of time. But the other reason is they were never going to shut that government down. There was no way Kevin McCarthy he was always going to cut a deal with the Democrats to not shut the government down. His all the all the brokers behind Republicanism said you will not do this, or we are. I mean they. They put the hammer down hard. So it was always just a gamesmanship you know, of bluffery and nonsense. Um, you know what can shut things down? Is when a fire alarm gets pulled. I was good one, good transition. I was gonna say sometimes when there's smoke, there's fire. And sometimes when there's no fire, you pull the fire alarm. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, okay, okay. I, I need to just say up top. Okay. Jamal Jamal Bowman, Congressman Bowman. Is a friend of mine. Um, I like. Okay. Uh, yeah, he. Um, okay. You got. You got. Yeah. Have, have you been in touch? Have you asked him for a hot? Have you asked him to come on the podcast? I have not asked him to come on the podcast to oh, explain God. himself. Please. I. I did. Uh, I did send him a, a note of encouragement and told him to stand strong and because I love him. But. Maybe not his best. Maybe not his best choice here. <laughs> Look, uh, and 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 you know our 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 very own Alex from the uh, from the comments uh, sent me a couple of nice pieces over the last few days. I looked at both of those, Alex, and I, I don't know there 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 are a few explanations for what went on. For people that don't know, a congressman, Jamal Bowman while trying to just before one of the votes i think on the was it on the shutdown was that was that the thing yes you vote? yes yep um pulled the fire alarm in an adjacent building to the building where the votes were being taken not exactly and, adjacent but well not the same building yeah yeah it's a Across, yeah, it's an office building it was not yeah. at the capitol building yes it wasn't at the it was capitol building. building wasn't going to stop the thing at the capitol building and then went out the doors to his right from where he pulled it. If you look at the, at the video, you can see this. Uh, went out the doors and then hurried quickly over to, to place the vote. Okay. Yep. So, so, so that's what happened. 
That's what happened. Yeah. Why so it happened? The narr- yeah. The narrative was created. Saying, yeah. The narrative was created that Jamal Bowman didn't like the way the vote was going to go. Democrats were trying to delay the vote. And so he pulled the fire alarm um, to cause the evacuation of the building that would then delay the vote. Um, and now the problem with that is he pulled the alarm, the fire alarm in an office building, not in the Capitol building. Um, that that office building did have to be evacuated as happens when a fire alarm gets pulled. M- People in the Capitol building did not know that the fire alarm had been pulled. Like it, it didn't, you know, the alarm did not sound over there and it did not delay the vote. So like none of the things that they said would happen are going to happen. Now, what Jamal says, what Congressman Bowman says is that he needed to get out of the building quickly to get over to that Capitol to vote. There's signage there about how the the doors that are right behind him in this photo are um, are emergency exit doors only, and an alarm will sound if you open them. Um, he says that the alarm that the doors were locked, and he thought that they would automatically unlock if the fire alarm was pulled. Yes. It's a terrible, either a terrible choice or a terrible excuse. I, I, I mean, the really funny thing is that the Congressman Bowman is a uh, is a former middle school principal. Yeah, um, he's probably familiar with people pulling fire alarms for varieties of reasons. Yeah, yeah Rob, it's 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 just bad. I I, I don't. <clears throat> what do you do you when you ass- when your friends do something that it's just like. Uh, <laughs> Just a little cringy. You step closer. (laughs) It's all you can do. You step closer to your friends. Look, if if you want to assign negative intentions, the fact that he then left, ran quickly over to the voting place, got there in time to vote, and they didn't hear the alarm doesn't answer the question or doesn't, doesn't defeat the argument that that's why he did it. He may... Just because it didn't work doesn't mean that's not why he did it, right? Uh, so, so this thing a lot of Democrats are saying like, well, he couldn't have wanted to stop the the vote because it was in another building. Well, maybe he thought it was going to, you know, you know I mean, the whole lot, of, right? If you're going to assign negative attributions to people's behaviors, then, you know, it, it doesn't have to have worked, right? It could have been a faulty attempt, a, 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 a blunder but it's what he wanted to do. I don't know that's what he wanted to do. He says that's not what he wanted to do. There are no situations in which you pull a fire alarm, though. This is just like, because you can't get out the door. Look, and this, and this is my attitude when people drive too quickly. Your lack of planning should not become a crisis for the rest of us. Get there on time. Like, don't be in another building or be late and, and not have two minutes to walk down the hallway to another door. I mean, look, there's just no, he, I don't know what level uh, Congressman Bowman is going to own this, but he better come out with a crisis management response, which is like, I have made some bad, bad choices in, in moments of, you know, that didn't harm anyone. And this one, 
I, I might be known as the fire alarm guy for the rest of my terms in Congress, right? Like he better <laughs> just own it and not be like, well, there's a sign there that seemed to implicate that I needed to pull the fire alarm for the alarm on the door to go up. I, I don't know. It just, this, this kind of stuff, none of us should have to think about nobody <laughs> no, we shouldn't have to be talking about it we we should not have to have opinions about this thank you that's a good way to say it the yeah. long list of things that you detailed of what are going on shouldn't also be and a congressman didn't know how to get out of the doors or was running so i almost included pulling it. the fire alarm yeah was the best choice <laughs> yeah i almost included it in my list but it's uh, it seemed not quite as because I was going for like really serious things that are happening. Yes. And like the speaker, the, we're, we're, the House of Representatives today is going to vote on whether or not the speaker of the house is going to be vacated, which is, is it, I mean, isn't this just another word for impeached? No, I don't think so. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't think you have to prove somebody's. I know, but you know. I just, I just think you're fired. It's you're a, just a synonym. It, <laughs> vacating and synonym okay could be it's got the power of impeachment hey uh speaking of an of impeachment Clarence ironically thomas, enough oh my Clarence goodness thomas this guy has now one of the longer serving members the longest current longest serving member on the supreme court is that right is he what yeah he might Who's be been there longer one who has more of his uh um what do they call the people who work uh who, who work for him uh, clerks. clerks, more clerks from Clarence Thomas are in judgeships in the country than any other Supreme Court justice. So he he has more impact in the judiciary than anybody else. This guy, mm. whose wife <laughs> has been working for right wing organizations lying about the money they've made. He's had all this, all this stuff. Finally, finally recused himself from a case, but not because of his own ethical violations, not because of his wife's ethical violations, not because he says that he could be impartial, simply because the case involves one of his former law clerks. Oh, one of those former law clerks? Somebody who was running Donald Trump's fake elector scheme. I mean, Rob, you can't, I don't even think this one, did this one make it to your list of what's, of what's the problem? Uh, I mean, it could just be shorthanded into Clarence Thomas, but this yes. tells me that someone's gotten to Clarence Thomas and has said to him, look, we have to restore some trust in the Supreme court in this country. This is just too much, just too much. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Wow. Yes, it it's feels like we're draw. back to episodes of this guy has got to go, but we just have oh, so zero. many, uh, so, so many, many of them. People. All right, we could do you, Clarence Thomas. This guy's got to go. <laughs> All of these bozos. On these bozos. The, <laughs> All right. So the Republican debate, debate was last Tuesday, I think, or last Wednesday, uh, maybe last week. Um, there were uh, seven Republicans standing on a stage presenting themselves to the Republican voters as the one who should be the nominee for the party. I just want to make a couple of comments about this. We really have to rethink the debate format overall. Yeah. Seven, five, nine people standing on a stage behind a podium, asked a question by two or three moderators. 
and giving them two minutes to respond doesn't help anyone make any decisions about their political commitment to these to these individuals. It's such a bad format. You remember the one format, and I know this was just a two-person format, but it was way back in the good old days when it was a highly conservative hedge fund manager named Mitt Romney. And he was running against the current president of the United States, Barack Obama. Mm-hmm. Remember when they sat at the table? This was the time when Obama said, Russia as our number one geopolitical enemy? Oh, we also yeah. don't have we also don't have boats or whatever. Okay. Obama was wrong about that one. Romney was right. Mitt, about that Mitt one. Romney was right. Mm-hmm. As it turns out, he mocked him mercilessly. And but that format was so much better. They literally talked to each other, not at each other through a moderator. Mm-hmm. I, for whatever reason, these debate committees and commissions and people putting this together, it's like you could come up with some very interesting ways to have yes. a debate over two hours with a group of people. You could pair them up. You could put them in groups of three. You could have those three talk for a bit. You have another group of three people. Then you bring them all together for closing comments. And, hey, you heard somebody say something and you didn't have a chance to talk to them. Like there's a way. There's a creative way. But people mm-hmm. standing with black and blue suits and red ties or with, you know, a red yeah, dress I mean, they and are... black shawl. Just it's so dumb. And no yeah. one, no one says boy, that's really important to me. I should really listen to that. So that's just overall, these are not good formats. And now we can talk a little bit about the topics uh, of what they were up to if you Uh, you want to. I I mean, no, I don't don't even want to, um, other than to say a couple of things about this. One, all all the dudes at this debate were in the blue suit, white tie, red, or white shirt, red tie. There was no variation, um, which so weird to me like you don't you don't see everybody in a red tie and you go give me the green one like you know like you know you see everybody in a red red suit and a black tie oh that now (laughs) now you're talking um second of all vivek's hair was so tall it was just it was weird (laughs) third of all third of all what what's the deal with Ron DeSantis? Like, how, I oh, Doug, I, I like I texted awesome. you, I texted you things. He is so awkward and weird. The way he'll answer a question and then awkwardly smile. It's uh, just yeah, no, it's, it is. I mean, you were talking about future Speaker Jeffrey's, you know, odd hand motions. Um, Ron DeSantis is like a bobblehead when he talks, mm-hmm. and then he does this like awkward smile thing at the end. He's so strange. Yeah. He is. He is awkward looking. And look, I, I mean, I was saying this a year ago, and people were like, "DeSantis is going to take over. He's like Trump, but smarter." Like that is not what I've been hearing from any of the political people I know in in um, Florida. Can you talk for a second? Yeah, yeah. there's no noise going on back here. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just there. There's kind of the perception from the outside, and then once you get closer in, and the uh, you know the 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 lid gets lifted on something, the hood gets lifted. You see what's underneath there, and it's just like there's not 
There's not substance here. Maybe Donald Trump is right that he is the reason that Ron DeSantis is the governor of Florida. It has very little to do with Ron DeSantis himself because Ron DeSantis is weird. 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 People around, around the campaign, people around Florida are like this guy. There's just, he's not likable. He doesn't like people. He's a bad politician. When he gets out in the national scope, people are not going to respond well to him. Do not worry about Ron DeSantis. Turns out, <clears throat> totally. I mean, you just do little cuts of just like you were saying, his comments and then his reactions after. Just like, this person doesn't. And look, we yeah. can say all we want about who the president is or a lot of politicians. People pick their political parties with some information about policy, but they don't yeah. vote for individuals based on policy. They vote for it on identity. And do they like the person? A lot of us would want that to yeah. be different. But it's not. Yes. That's just simply. Yes. We simply all. And this yes. guy is unlikable. Yes. There, there's a great book called The Political Brain, which makes the point that we all like to think of ourselves as rational and making rational decisions. The reality is, is the vast majority of us do not make rational decisions. We make emotional decisions. Yep. And Ron DeSantis doesn't make people feel good. <laughs> He doesn't, he also doesn't make people feel angry. Like there, he doesn't cause people to f feel fear. There's different, there's different emotions that are it's like, awkward. He's just, he's so weird. Like the, I, it, it, you need to, you need to search up as, uh, as my uh, now nine year old daughter might say, cause she doesn't use the word Google. She says, search it up, dad. Um, you need to search up the video of uh, Ron DeSantis before the debate. Maybe it was during a commercial break. I'm not sure. Um, getting his makeup done on stage. Okay. I, I Doug, you you have this in your text. I texted it to you. I don't know if you had a chance oh, really? to watch it. Uh, yeah, just yeah. this morning. No, no, no. Um, Days ago. You know, during you know Wednesday. Apparently, oh, huh. Wednesday at 10:41 p.m. I oh. uh, I texted oh. it to you. Well, yeah, I mean, along it was in our it was in our group text, and, and oh, granted, nice. there's a lot of weird it's a lot of weird stuff that gets texted in that group text. But uh, uh, yeah, you you have often said to me, "What? How would you feel if somebody got control of your phone?" And I'm like, I wouldn't care. There's nothing in my phone except that group text that I'm in with you and a few other people. That <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, so, that one, you know, it's yeah, uh, it's produced yeah. bands in there, and yeah, people would have to say uh, things like, "Why did someone think sending you this would be yeah. a good idea?" You know, yeah, uh, yeah. But there is a video of Ron DeSantis getting his makeup done. Uh, he's just so awkward and weird. Yeah, just you just watch it like a human being does not behave like this. I, I do remember in, in one of our group texts, though, we were saying, look, I think DeSantis is out, doesn't have a chance. Here's what could happen. Yep. Trump drops out of the race or yep. what I think is going to happen. He's going to strike yep. a plea deal that will include him not running, seeking public office. Sometime in the spring, summer, he's out. DeSantis, not likable enough. Insert Nikki Haley. Yeah. And all the Republicans who were never Trumpers come back home. Yep. A lot yep. of people start to say, I've really wanted a woman president. This feels like sanity has returned. Yep. And that could be a real issue yep. for if a Democrat stays in the White House. I think- Listen, Nikki, Nikki Haley, Haley- Is one of the only ones who could do that. Nikki, Nikki Haley 
is eminently qualified to be president of the United States. Yeah, sure. I mean, especially on the especially go- grading on a curve. <laughs> yes, the last but I mean, you just you just factually. And I'm not pulling for Glenn Youngkin. I just I think Glenn Youngkin will be. Yeah, that's just saying I was pulling for yeah, Glenn Youngkin. No, you are. I'm yeah, pulling yeah. for him, but I you have I have a you have a prediction riding on it. You I, have, I do. I, I told do. You I, I was right. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's I it, somebody asked me yesterday. Somebody said to me yesterday, Rob, are you you got any uh, you got any new predictions? And I said, No, I still think it's Gavin Newsom against Glenn Youngkin. But that being said, I think you're absolutely right because you can you look at Nikki Haley, she's not a lightweight. She's not a Sarah Palin type person. She has serious qualifications, legitimate qualifications to be president of the United States, governor of a state, ambassador to the United Nations. Like she, she legit could be president of the United States. And frankly, Democrats ought to be a little bit nervous in a heads up race between Nikki Haley and, and Joe Biden. Right, because the conditions that have made so many people flee from the Republican Party and they still feel awkward about it. A lot of them, we work with them. That's what we do. Help people who want to separate their identities from their political and their other identities from Republicanism. Some of those people would love to come back home to the Republican Party. And Nikki Haley yep. is the kind of person yep. a lot of, it doesn't need to take a lot because look, unfortunately, 45 states are already settled on who they're going to vote for in the Electoral College. There's five states that generally are up for grabs, maybe six. And across those five states, you're talking about maybe 100,000 people across the states. 9,000 in some states, 15,000 in others, 20. You know, guys, all I need is 11,700 votes because that's was the margin of victory in Florida and the same thing in Arizona and the same thing in Wisconsin and Pennsylvania and Michigan, right? Well, Michigan was a little bit higher. There's that many people who are never Trumpers who would come home to Nikki Haley. Yep. And there's a lot of moderate Democrats who would be like, maybe it would be time for a woman to be president and maybe I would hold my... It's a serious thing. If Republicans wanted to win, that's what they would do. And yep. it's deeply concerning to me because I think Nikki Haley's ideas are really bad ideas for a president. Yep. What she said about Vivek. Did you watch the debate enough to see what she said? She, the she, about she's Vivek? getting dumber just listening to him. It's like a, it's like a line from a, you know, some comedy movie. I feel like I'm getting dumber every time you talk. Yeah. But she also said, speaking of Vivek, Vivek Ramaswamy, urges us to lift up all Americans rather than to pit ourselves against one another. His combination of honesty, intellect, and foresight are exactly what we need to overcome our challenges in the years ahead. Nikki Haley about Vivek. His intellect, honesty, and foresight are exactly what we need. That's what she wrote in a blurb for his book. Look, yeah. I, I I mean, I've written many a blurb for a book. Yeah. But never anything that then two years later I would stand on a stage with someone and say, actually, the more I hear you talk, the dumber I feel. Well, you know, Doug, you I think you wrote a blurb for one of my books, maybe both of my books. I don't know. Um, and I and I feel like you might say that to me on a stage. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, when she yeah. said it, I did think, make a note. That's a pretty good yeah, line. Yeah, that's right. That's a pretty uh, good little line. But anyway, she she worries yeah. me. Uh, I think I, 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 I don't. But I, I don't think, think they're going to. I think what Haley I think and Republicans because she, yeah. she's a not crazy, you know, right wing uh, yeah. a politician. And oh yeah, she's a woman. Yeah. And you know what uh, else I learned as a little note about Nikki Haley? Yeah. You know what she did in 2012 as governor? She appointed Tim Scott as senator of South Carolina. Tim Scott was, got in by being appointed. Yeah. yeah. And then and then was reelected. Yes. As the yes. as the sitting as the sitting yeah. senator. Appointed. Yeah. yeah. Tim Scott, the um, person she's running against. It's too much. Yeah, yeah I think much. I feel like South Carolina South Carolina is having a bit of a moment here. You know, Democrats moved their prime their primary yeah, first in line. We've got, you know. Now so just don't make the mistake of thinking that. Tim Scott could be Nikki Haley's running mate because he can't be because president and vice president cannot be from the same state, which is why uh, Dick Cheney had to move his residency from yeah. Texas to Wyoming. But very, very when, easily when, solved. Very when easily he, solved. When he, when he chose himself. Let, just circling Haley, back. Nikki I, Haley just moves out of South Carolina. It's problem solved. Yeah. Right. Um, moves her I, mailing address I, to yeah. I mean, North I mean, Carolina. Yeah, I mean, Mitt Romney has served as senator from both Massachusetts and Utah. Um, I just want to circle back and say something. Doug, I think what all of this illustrates and the quote that you read us illustrates is really there's two places where people say things they don't actually believe. Wedding vows. One is, one is when they write a blurb for a book. Okay. And the other is on a debate stage. <laughs> Neither one of these things are places where yeah. people are authentic and vulnerable and honest. They're just blah, 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 saying the thing that you, yeah. Well, and, and Yabbits so. wants to talk about curtain rods. And I did hear someone say something about curtain rods and curtains and some back and forth, but I had to stop oh, watching. I had to stop I'm, watching I'm, the debate because... I think it was between Tim Scott and Nikki Haley because Tim Scott was like, I love you. You've been important to me. But when you were the ambassador to the UN, you were basically following Obama's nonsense and something about didn't take down the curtain rods that the previous, you know, the Obama administration had, I don't know, some nonsense. Didn't um, like change the decor the in yeah, the... Yeah. So, something like this. Oh my yeah, yeah, something like that. Uh, but I had to stop watching it because when I hear, hear people like Ron DeSantis say things like, we need, we have an invasion on our southern border and we need to protect the american people from the invasion migrants legally asking to enter the country and refugees presenting themselves is not an invasion these people are not our enemies if you want to stop fentanyl go ahead ron come with us we we're going back down there come with us yes. to the border where the where the fentanyl doesn't come in across the Rio Grande. It doesn't come in climbing over a wall. It comes on trucks through the checkpoints. And yes. they only check 10% of the trucks because there's not enough funding. So if you want to fund something and you want to stop fentanyl, and again, I've made this point over and I'll continue to make it over and over. If you think the reason we have a fentanyl addiction problem in the United States 
is because of supply, I would like you to consider your Republican supply-side economics theory that it's demand that produces the need. To say that the problem is the invasion on our border and you're going to protect the American people from fentanyl. It's so this kind of nonsense and it is just race baiting and xenophobic and I, and all the other kinds of words that you say when you want to say that somebody is just being a horrible person by 2023 standards, they're all pitching the same story. And then a bunch of Democrats start pitching the same story too. And look, if they tie the passing of a budget to more border funding and it's not exclusively for the ports of entry. If it's not exclusively for that, then this is not about drug interdiction. It yeah. is, look, no one's, no cartel is going to say, you know what's going to be our means of moving billions of dollars worth of drugs into the United States? We're going to put it on the backs of migrants walking through the desert. I mean, just yeah, it's just yeah. such foolhardery. Yes. I can't even believe it. Yes. No, you know what we probably should do? is pack it by the pounds inside of vehicles. Yes, yes. So, so yesterday, Nikki Haley uh, tweeted, X'd, tweeted, I don't know. I don't know. Posted on the platform. Anybody who still uses that Twitter. platform as a communication tool, it's just, they don't care what it's called. <laughs> she, <laughs> they have uh, given up all. She she posted a uh, she posted a, a a Fox News article and and said this: Border Patrol has seized enough fentanyl to kill every single American this fiscal year, and Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are nowhere to be found. Close the border, stop the drugs, save our families. Close the borders. Yeah, but you want Doug, trucks? You want Doug, trucks to Doug, stop coming across the United States Mexico border? Yeah. Doug, what's, can I, can I just ask you, what's the word seized mean? Uh, took control of? Yeah. As Border patrol. Possession? Yeah. As in they were searching for it and found it found and it, took yeah. it away yeah. from the quote unquote bad guys. So it works. And then fault. Yeah. So like, like it's not, it's just come it's just ridiculous. ridiculous like trying to take it's a good thing that border patrol has seized enough fentanyl coming across the uh, the border to you know kill every american that's a good thing that job well done job well done yeah. and you know what joe biden and kamala harris as leaders you get the credit it's yeah. not like it's just and they're nowhere to be found it's what do you expect? Do you expect Joe Biden to be on his hands and knees with, with a Ray flashlight Bans? in his mouth and like scurrying up underneath the, the wheel well of an 18 wheeler coming across the border? What now? Oh, just By the so way, ridiculous. If, if if this topic is something you're like, well, I don't even know what those guys are talking about. I'd like to hear more tomorrow. And tomorrow I'm going to do a whole segment on this stuff about this topic from our time along the border to help people understand what's actually going on on the border and what needs to happen. And then we're going to talk about this one now. Big question, what has to do with the shutdown of the rest, which is the deficit. 
starting to hear Republicans take the lead and say things like, we have to get our fiscal house in order and we can't keep spending more than we take in. Thursday, we're going to do a whole rundown on this because the fundamental thing the federal government needs to do is spend more than it takes in. And if you're trying to understand how that's possible, tune in Thursday. If you've never been in one of our conversations about how the economy actually works in a, in a sovereign yeah. currency, this will be kind of fun. If you want to pick up a little, a little teasing future episodes, teasing future episodes, uh, that's on Thursday. If you, if you can't wait go back and watch some of our previous conversations about, about any of that, just look up economics on our, on our YouTube channel or go on to Ted talks and listen to someone named Stephanie Kelton and her book, the myth, the, the deficit myth and get yourself primed up for this whole conversation because the two things the Republicans are trying to run on, and we've been saying this for three years, the border and the deficit. They're wrong on the facts on both of them. Mm -hmm. And Democrats seeking to capitulate on both of them to somehow sound like they're being reasonable. You're not being reasonable on both of these topics. So anyway, we're going to get to those uh, tomorrow, yes. immigration, what's going on at the border. We're going to talk to you. You're going to hear an interview we did with a guy whose job it is. He's one of the contractors who runs the search of vehicles crossing the U.S.-Mexico border. And hear what he says. It's this is from the people right there. These communities are not being overwhelmed. Okay, we'll get to all this tomorrow. I'm about to launch into it now. Okay, we didn't even, we haven't even gotten to the, to the, to the sort of big news of the day. And that is the nonsense that is Donald Trump. Two big stories came out this week. One of those, Mark Milley being accused by Donald Trump of being a traitor and therefore should be executed. And then Mark Milley speaking out on NBC News and, and 60 Minutes and other things talking about Trump. And now John Kelly, former general, who was Trump's chief of yep. staff, yeah, saying he does not care about veterans. He mocks those who have been wounded and he makes a total and complete mockery of the military. Yes. Yes. That's from the person who was his chief of staff and was a general. Yeah. Listen, I, I appreciate John Kelly saying this and I appreciate general Milley saying this guys, you're a little late to the party. You oh, wow, coming in hot there with that uh, mm. that uh, just, that just, comment. Just, just keep going. Don't get distracted by the <laughs> giant words. Wow. About your face. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, don't let that, don't I that like. You. I know you. You point out every time that Liz Cheney or Adam Kissinger, you know, um, makes an appearance in the news, that they twice voted for Donald Trump and 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 deserve some criticism for that and need to be reminded of that. General Milley and General Kelly both agreed not just to vote for Donald Trump, but to work in his administration. They spent every day trying to serve him. You know, there's that, that comment, like, I serve at the will of the president. I serve at the pleasure of the president. That's what the people in their roles did. They have now and and yeah I get it it's better like it is better that they 
you know, get to the party eventually, but they like, I don't want to laud them as some kind of, you know, profiles in courage. You know, what have been, would have been profiles in courage when you were the chief of staff blowing the whistle on this thing. Yeah. All of these things that you saw and heard and experienced, all of these ways that you now say Donald Trump would be a threat to the nation in the future of democracy if he is reelected as president of the United States, he was a threat to the United States, to the planet and everything that lives on it, as you like to say, Doug, really? while he was president. And you said nothing. Or even so, more so. John Kelly so, okay. said all this off the record to reporters. So what's happening now is he is now owning up to the comments that he was making three and four years ago. Right? So even more so to your point, he was willing to say it, but not publicly. Yeah. So he saw the problem, tried to communicate it, leaked it out. He's like the person behind some books that are out and a bunch of reporting and now has said, I'm now going to be out front and own those statements. Why has that changed? Not entirely sure. But I don't think, I think they need to own fully the fact that they capitulated. Now, I saw, I saw on, MS, on MSNBC last night an interview with a person who was the chief of staff to John Kelly when he was at Homeland Security. So after being a general, he was at Homeland Security before he became the chief of staff to the president. So this person was the chief of staff, John Kelly. When he went to I work- I feel like in, I need a chief of staff. When he went like to that, work- I like that would be went, helpful to have in life. Uh, when, when John Kelly went to work in the White House, he wanted this guy to come along with him. This person said, no, I, I'm not going to do it. And Kelly said to him, according to this person last night on MSNBC, when we took an, an oath- to protect the Constitution. It was against enemies, foreign and domestic. And this guy said, and I said to him, yeah, I know, I know, I know. He said, no, hear me, foreign and domestic. And this guy said, John Kelly took that role to protect America from Donald Trump. Now, if John Kelly will come out and say that, I have very little doubt that this person being this close to John Kelly was willing to say that without John Kelly knowing he was going to say it. I'm pretty sure. John. So if what's now going to now come out, are these people saying like Millie did, look, I communicated with China not to freak out. We were not going to release the nuclear arsenal to Donald Trump, no matter what he said. And there would not be a coup. We're not letting that happen. I mean, that is so so damaging to Trump that Milley would say that, right? It's not going to move the 46% of Republicans who are going to vote for him no matter what and all that other stuff, right? It's not going to change any of that. But if these people now start coming out and put a point on it that sharp, mm. while I was in the office, I was there to prevent him from doing things that would harm this nation and he is a threat, that, that could move the 2%. 3% of people across those five states where it's going to matter so Donald Trump never becomes president. But this all could be for nothing if Trump then, you know, signs and all the rest of it or, or, or drops out and all the rest of it. So, all right, should we say something about the trial? 
listen. What happened to that guy? Favorite. Okay, is so many things about this are just wow. Where'd you go, Doug? You just, uh, just keep. You just keep going. I'm gonna. I'll yeah. Okay. I'll, 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 I'll keep talking here. So Donald Trump appeared in court yesterday. Before he walked into court, he um, spent some time uh, criticizing the judge and the process and all of it. And one of the things that he criticized was the fact that he this trial is not a jury trial. It is, in fact, a. Uh, uh, a decision will be made by the judge, and that is, you know, difficult for um, for Trump um, because uh, you know, with a jury trial, all you got to do is like get one person to be a holdout, yeah. Yeah. and uh, and you know, it, as it turns out, his lawyer uh, who's sitting to. Uh, his left, our right, uh, if you're looking at this picture, um, and I don't know her name. Sorry, I don't know Trump's lawyer's name. Hobart, um, Hobart, or something like that. Hobart. She checked the box that said, "Don't want a jury trial." Yeah. Filling out the paperwork. Yeah. The reason he had he's not having a jury trial is because that's what his lawyers chose. Yeah, because but he only hired people. <laughs> yes. Only hires the best people. Yeah. Well, at one point he didn't want a jury trial. Because they thought, you know, they, look, they made a calculation. And then when it went wrong, yeah. they were like, yeah, but we didn't get a jury trial. I mean, it just, these people, yeah. there is just yeah. no, uh, no scruples uh, of, amongst them. The fact you know the that Donald Trump could be losing his business license mm. in New York, be fined up to $250 million. He is not liquid. $250 million. The fact that his businesses, his buildings have already been put into receivership, that he doesn't have yeah. the freedom to do with his businesses what he wants. This is worst case scenario for this guy. And I think they never saw it coming. I think they thought this was going to get kicked down the road for months. He was going to win the election. He was going to put an end to all of this. And then the judge just ruled summary judgment. Yep. It's fraud. Under the persistent fraudster uh, statute. Isn't that a yeah. great phrase? The persistent fraudster. If yeah. we didn't already have a name for this podcast, I think it might be the persistent fraudsters. Yeah. Doug, go back to that picture of, of Trump, if you would, for those that are watching along with us. Uh, and, you know, Kimberly made a, a point about him always looking mad. Um, this look on his face there there's anger here for me but there's more than that there's a there's a certain kind of depressed resignation um and you know what picture it reminds me of it reminds me you remember when um donald trump um had the super spreader event in tulsa oklahoma yeah. that uh, ended up killing um um oh the what herman cain yeah um, 10, 10, 10. And yeah, ended up killing Herman Cain um, because he got COVID there. And and that was the event where the kids figured out that uh, and used TikTok or something to um, um, to order a whole bunch of tickets. And so they thought yeah. they were going to have a million people in Tulsa yeah. and yeah. set up so outside, great. you know, and then it turned out that there were very few people there. Yeah. And uh, it was just a complete and utter disaster in every way. And Trump returned to the White House that night and was walking across the White House lawn 
with his tie untied, carrying yeah. a make, make America great again hat. And he had this look of utter defeat on his face. And it was in a lot of ways, it was kind of that night that you've thought, okay, this guy's going to lose the election. Yeah, he's done. Uh, yep. He has the same look on his face here in this picture. Yeah, it's, it's really the bad. same. It's it. He there's he can't hide it when he knows he's done. And yeah. and you get this little glimpse and yeah, he's in trouble. And, and, and you know, there's so much in this picture from the people that are in the audience, uh, the looks on the faces. But let's just also take a moment and just consider the lack of cable management that's going on in court oh. management on the back of this table for people who can't see yeah. there's a few laptops and screens open it's yeah since when, since when have there been pop. screens on the i've like i th well, they, they didn't have screens the on the table of matlock like they what is to, happening here they have to they have to watch the depositions uh but there's a power strip on the table. They've oh, got a, they got a barcode thing. I mean, the whole thing. They got a, a oh, thing of Perel. Good. They've got water bottles and cups. It, they got a, they got a, a, you know, so HDMI many cups. Connected. There's three it's people at the a, table. You don't need mess. 23 cups. It's a mess. The whole thing is a mess. Oh, and, and it's like this perfect picture of just what utter clutter and nonsense all of this is uh this this trump thing look the, the fact that he's now been found criminally liable which is a crime let's we had a long conversation on red hat blue hat yesterday about this whether civil crimes and uh other statutory crimes should be considered crimes like yes they're crimes and when someone commits them they're a criminal just because what's taken from you is not your freedom to move around by incarceration, but what's taken from you is your freedom to exercise property rights by having you fined or having your businesses confiscated. That is a crime and you are a criminal. He is a persistent fraudster and the judge is now determining what the consequence and the penalty should be for being a persistent fraudster. He, it is a and his, he and his two sons. I mean, if we don't get shirts that say persistent fraudster, uh, I, I think we're really missing an, an opportunity. It's just simply, uh, simply stunning. And by the way, Ki Kimberly says in the, in the chat, where do you get the vote common good t-shirts by the way? Uh, which how about votecommongood.com? I happen to be sporting. Yes, and there's a couple of ways. You can go to votecommongood.com and order yours today. We have a store on votecommongood.com where there's things uh, available, and you can even have a choice of a lot of uh, these kinds of shirts. Or if you ever come to one of our events, we nearly always have them there. This was, a, I think you can get this style of shirt with the flaggy Vote Common Good logo uh, currently on our website. I don't know if it comes in this T-shirt color. <laughs> but, you know, uh, we got to find some way to pay the bills around here. Um, yep. so we thought that, you know, selling overpriced t-shirts on a order on demand would be the way to do it. Didn't really work out, but <laughs> if we were persistent fraudsters, we too could be worth billions. All right. I think that's our long list, right? <clears throat> we got through oh. all of it. Wow. What a, what a day. Uh, okay. We good. <laughs> I gotta take my sorry, sore throat and stop talking. Yeah. And uh, happy end of the McCarthy era to us all.
you think that would be so yeah Look, i mean rob i am going to be so mad next tuesday if kevin mccarthy is still or is going to be the speaker of the house because democrats made that possible for him just say we'll help you but it's got to be somebody to else oh yeah that yeah we'll see it's going to be interesting all right uh hey thanks to all of the very robust comments uh today yes um, old man jim h appreciate it yeah yeah old yeah, man jim h welcome welcome aboard. danny See Danny, we're big uh, MMT fans around here, so glad to have you uh, in the chat talking about MMT. And is yeah, that an MMT? Alex, did Danny make an MMT comment? Did I miss it? Yeah, oh. yeah, he was oh. talking, yeah, yeah. Modern monetary thing. Yeah. For some reason, I thought it was uh, what's that? What's the sport where people punch and kick each other? MMA. MMA. That's what was. That's what came yeah, to mind. No. Yeah, very uh, yeah. different. Look, Thursday we're going to be talking about MMT. Um, well, you know what I should say? Just a little teaser. Hmm. MMT also has policy and political implications to the people yes. who hold to MMT. Yes. I hold to a number of those, but the basis of MMT is how the federal government functions as a, yes. as an yep. independent sovereign yes. currency. And you what you have to get to MMT. Yes. Yes, what you choose to do with that understanding in terms of policy and, you know, is yeah. is very different because a conservative might say, oh, wait a minute. The purpose of taxes is to reward, incentivize or decentivize behavior. Like, I don't want the government doing that. We shouldn't have taxes. And MMT yeah. would be a, a way to eliminate taxes completely, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. As opposed to saying, oh, uh, taxes don't actually fund the government. We could, um, you know, pay for what we need a different yes. way, healthcare for everybody. Yeah. Yes. So you could take that understanding and go very different directions. Very, very different directions. And, and understanding how the economy works doesn't have to land you in the place where most of our MMT heroes land. I just mm -hmm. want to clarify that. So if people are interested in it, Rob, do you want to join on Thursday for that conversation? What do you think about it? It's always, uh, always available to you, of course. Oh, okay. You, you take it under, you run it up with your chief of staff. <laughs> this is why I need a chief of staff. Anybody, yeah. anybody like to be a chief of staff? There, you know, anybody yeah. still yeah, around? But want, want to volunteer? My people and see if we can get something on the, see if we can get something on the calendar. Yeah, but so I need we'll someone, I need this. someone who wants to help me succeed, not someone who's going to try to hold me back like uh, John yes. Kelly did to Donald yeah. Trump. Yeah, someone who's not made, made an oath to protect the Rob Ryersey empire from all enemies, Rob and non-Rob. Doug, have you, did you want the speech Trump gave? I think it was in Iowa. We might, I don't know. What are you doing on Friday? We might need to do a watch along and comment on this speech because he said so many bonkers stuff. It's the one where he said he'd rather be electrocuted than eaten by a shark. He talked about. <laughs> I would love oh. to be electrocuted. And eaten by a shark. While being <laughs> while being eaten by a shark. It was it's the one, the one where, where he talked he talked about how Mexico was never gonna pay for the wall. Yeah, because no, there was so, yeah, like oh there was no goodness. mechanism. He goes, You can't make another country pay for your own wall. Like <laughs> that's what you said you were gonna do. <laughs> We've all been saying that. 
the whole time. He's like, of course. I mean, don't blame me for not doing that. You, you can't do it. Okay. Well, maybe, maybe we should because one of California just... said that people who shoplift or rob or pillage will be shot leaving the store. Oh, yes. People no longer presenting a threat will be shot. Yeah. Because the punishment for shoplifting is execution. Is bodily harm and execution. No, it's... Hey, yeah, hey, listen. I, what I, I would, what if you what if you what 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 if you shoplift classified documents on your way out of the White House? What then? What yeah. if you what if you're a persistent fraudster? Get shot yeah. with a paintball gun. Um, he also said, uh, and I heard this one myself when he was uh, in Michigan talking about why electric cars are bad. Yes. Said I was talking to a boat manufacturer in South Carolina who said, and the way Trump puts it, they want to do the same thing to the boats that they're doing to the cars, as if electric cars are a bad thing. Yes. I wonder, I wonder what, and, what super booster yes. Elon Musk thinks about these being yes. a bad thing. Did you hear what he said about the boats, though? He said, so Keep I said going. to him, I, so I said to, he said, so I asked the guy, are they trying to do this to boats? Oh, yeah, yeah, they're trying to, but they'll fill up, you know, like the whole boat will have to be a battery. There won't be room for anything else. Like, okay, I'm not sure that's true, the engine. But anyway, got a lot of room. And then Trump said, well, if it sinks, are you going to be electrocuted? And, right. And Trump said, well, and then the guy said, I, I, I don't know. I haven't. He said, well, I gave you something to think about there, didn't I? No, you didn't, Donald. That's not how batteries work. You don't and, get electrocuted from a battery. And this is, if this got, is what, listen, then listen, he, then he played the got, worst game you, of would no, you rather ever. No. By, like, Let me finish this thought. If you got electrocuted <laughs> by a battery, if the boat sank, boats, say it with me, Rob, already have batteries. batteries. You moron. That's not how batteries work. And then he's like, yeah. and I really gave him something to think about. And no one around there said, sir, that's not how batteries work. Like, this is the Kind and then he went on nonsense. to yes. And then he went on to muse about how if that boat went down and he risked electric. And, and by the way, with as many Trump boats have gone down, I mean, people. Re this really is something that sh people should worry about. Um, he went on to muse that when the boat went down and the electrocution happened. Like the other thing that could happen if the boat goes down is that you be eaten by a shark. And he then decided he would rather be electrocuted than eaten by a shark in just a, just a, you know, a, a page out of would you rather played by junior hires. <laughs> this guy, he's, I don't know. I, Doug, do you think he might not be qualified, might not be fit to be president of the United States? I'm beginning to think that. I think he's, I mean, truly, it's the kind of ruminations that somebody at the end of a bar thinks they're smart. Well, yes. I don't know. Could you put Could you put the bleach inside the lungs? Because I heard it cleans <laughs> off my collar. Are you looking at that? Do you think, Listen, I'm not going to go on, I'm not going in an electric boat. If that thing sinks, we're all going to get electrocuted. Like, they stay not smart people. It is, there they, are they stay the people around there who should say, no. That's not how batteries work. And yeah. no, 
Miss Mrs. Bix or whatever her name was. That's not how bleach works. The fact that these people won't say anything to this man simply because he's a failed casino owner is so shocking to me. Looking it's at you, John Kelly. Looking at you. Stunning. Looking I mean, at you, this John is Kelly. Why his former. Uh, uh, what was that? What was what was Tilson? What what role did he have in the Secretary of State? Secretary of State said he's a calling in, moron, calling an effing yeah, moron, an effing moron. Because to, I mean, can you imagine the stuff that they? Because he looked at the to... sun during an eclipse. <laughs> he looked at the sun during an eclipse. Oh my gosh! This guy, it's just, it's just too much. It's just too much. We just did ten more minutes on this guy. Oh, because he can't. He just can't quit him. Oh. It just is giving me uh, utter. Um, Doug, you, right, see, shut, you see the you see the pictures of him from behind at the, at the court yesterday in court yesterday. No, pictures from behind. Two hundred and fifteen pounds. <laughs> the bald spot that oh, he is really? trying to cover up is significant. Really? Yeah. Well, well he could look sexy. He could look sexy bald if he came out. He, he just... he, oh, he should just shave it, man. Do it. Uh, a Shelly was asking, uh, how to tell people when and where to watch Thursday's MMT show. If you want to watch it live while it happens, which will not right be here any different than, which will not be any different than if you watch it, uh, after it's been recorded, wherever you're watching this right now, it will play. Our preference is that you watch on our YouTube channel because we want that algorithm to reward us. That's, that's it. It's that simple. Um, so wherever you're watching this, at 9 a.m. Central Time, and let you do the math on wherever you live, uh, but 9 a.m. Central Time, we will be uh, talking a little MMT right here. Okay, is that good? Well, quick, check, check your text real quick. See if you want to throw this picture up on the screen. Well, it's it's, it's hard for me to throw. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Wow. <laughs> it's just a picture of the bald spot. It's quite stunning. Uh, it, and and it, pink. It's very pink. There, there is a way. It's very to do pink. That it's not orange. Yeah. yeah, it's it's. it's yeah, YouTube, Shelley. YouTube. The yeah, vote coming good. YouTube channel. Yes, or wherever you're watching this now, Shelley. It looks like you're watching this on on Facebook. Don't think we don't know, Shelley. That's kind of creepy. Oh, we know. You're watching us, and we're watching you. No, that's not true. I can just see that your comment came from Facebook because there's a Facebook logo. Like, like watch, Shelly, when I put this up, see it how it, it, oh, it doesn't show that little logo up there, does it? No. Does it not? Oh, yeah, it does. Way up there in that little corner, way up in the far left uh, of the screen. There's a teeniest little, yeah. just a teeny Good little. politics, the Christian left. Where is it going to be? All these places, Yes. Yes. Uh, look, if, if you're only watching this on the Christian left, great. But go to the Vote Common Good Facebook page and be sure you're following all of our Vote Common Good stuff. We don't put everything in both Vote Common Good and on Christian left, but most things we do. But very often we're putting some separate things only on Vote Common Good. And sometimes we put some things only on YouTube. So if you're on Facebook, be sure you're on the Vote Common Good Facebook page. And if you're on YouTube, be sure you've gone to the Vote Common Good channel and subscribed over and folks. You know, for the folks that are still with us here at the end, last week I I said at the end of the show that there's a brewing scandal. There's a brewing scandal in Arkansas related to a nineteen thousand dollar 
podium <laughs> lectern. The podium procurement. Doug, it's yeah. only gotten bigger. It really? is. Yeah. Huh. There's, n- n- yeah. It, the Powerpuff podium procurement it, predicament. It is. It, this is going to, but it's now been, it's now, people got real technical and they now want to call it lectern gate instead of po- podium gate. Oh, um, well, who? All the people First that say all- a, a podium is something you stand on. A lectern is something you stand behind. Wow. That's a good point. I, yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. A podium is not something you stand behind. Yeah. There's a great Twitter account now called I am a lectern that anytime anybody posts anything about podiums, the uh, I am a lectern will swoop in and uh what? correct it yeah but I, 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 listen I feel, for those of you that for those of you that yeah for those of you that like can't libertarian who understands that our farm subsidies <laughs> go to farmers so that they won't work it's just stunning yeah so i those of you that uh you know want to you know you want to dig deep on uh you know how trump scandals you know, how they spread. Sarah Huckabee Sanders, governor of Arkansas, spent $19,000 on a lectern that may or may not exist. Uh, you mean there was I, never a podium at all? Doug, Doug, they produced a picture of the lectern. It was published by the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, the newspaper. The lectern in the picture is the same lectern from when she was inaugurated in January. There is no lectern. And you can well, buy no this partic- if it don't fit. No, the night there is $19,000 paid to her former campaign staffers who own a company that helped organize the events on January 6th. But I, I and who I also accompanied her on a trip remember, to Paris. I seem to distinctly remember that that was for the purchase of a podium. Did she stand on something that was worth nineteen thousand dollars and not behind something? No, is this they, all going to be straightened out by a podium versus a lectern? And they said, "Well, it, of course, it, there was a podium there. That's what we gave her. You all thought that was the thing she stands behind, which is a lectern." Uh, no, it, no. and this is why I'm in favor of continuing uh, to call it podium gate because it highlights the fact that the Sanders Huckabee Sanders administration, they were the ones who used the wrong word. Yeah. They used podium right yes. in their, yes. in their official billing or whatever, in their, in the invoice they paid yep. or. And in their emails discussing it. Yeah, it is a, this is a brewing thing. Um, it, it's going to be a, it's going to be a big deal. I'm telling you, like okay. Sarah Huckabee Sanders does not have the Teflon thing that Donald Trump has had. Like she, th- this is going to be a problem. She's going to get a lectern lecture and that's going to be the end of it. It's all, it's all the legislature is going to give her a lectern lecture and that's going to be a Republican <laughs> state senator has called for a full audit. Uh, which of course they are oh no no it's not good it's not good it's not good 
Okay. All right. Kimberly's like, please Kimberly's be done like, already. Okay, guys, I need a bio break. Look, feel free to take us anywhere in your house. <laughs> Someday we might tell you an amazing story we about start- places we have been on this podcast. We were doing an interview with James Carville. Oh, you're just going to tell it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and James it's, Carville. It's, it's this and it's live. And this happens, this happens a lot when people start to, you know, when sometimes they don't really know, like, and this was a couple of years ago. So it's came kind of maybe before people were super comfortable with it. So just as I hit the little button on the screen that says go live, James, <laughs> hang on, James hang, just, hang, hang on a minute, hey, hang hey, on a minute. I got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> so no, he James, said, I got to take a piss. Take a piss. What he said. So <laughs> he picks up his iPad and walks it into the bathroom. And I am scrambling to try <laughs> to try. The reason I'm telling the story is because it's on our YouTube channel, like in our James Carville interview. You can just go oh, look it up. I thought we I thought we edited it and took that off because I immediately got a uh, well, I immediately got a message from my sister who who said to me, "Did you just broadcast James Carville going to the bathroom?" Oh my gosh. But so anyway, as it turns out, it didn't go all the way in the bathroom with them. None of that happened, but it was all, it was all unfolding. So it was, it was great. Uh, it was, it was hilarious. Um, so all that yeah, to I, say, I, I don't know. Feel maybe, free to take I us to the, I don't know if we reposted it, but okay. So now people are, are, are asking for a biological consideration and a break. And then you have it said, I'm going to pull the fire alarm on this. <laughs> Yeah, but I just got to tell you, that's not what opens these doors. So, um, okay. Uh, Outrageous. I am, can you tell I'm sweating? I now have a glow and I don't, I don't, I don't think I'm sick. It's so hot in my basement because we have this heat wave going on right now. And I've been trying to turn the air temperature down in the house. Yeah. And Shelly's like, I just want it to be warm in our house for the last couple of days because tomorrow it's going to be in the 60s and then not get warm again until June. And uh, I am just is just sweating underneath this Vote Common Good shirt, which you can get at votecommongood.com. All right. We're an hour and 30 minutes. Let's go. Let's leave. Let's be done. Let's be done. Be done. Goodbye, everybody. See you tomorrow and Thursday. <laughs>